How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Monday, March the 15th. I hope you are doing extraordinarily well, and uh, hey, we've got some video games to talk about. Let's jump in. Okay, first things first, we should talk about what has become a fairly large scandal in the FIFA community. Uh, Electronic Arts is now investigating and addressing what went wrong. So essentially, there was an employee of the company who was caught directly selling, like, super rare content, which could normally only be acquired through loot boxes. This employee was literally just selling items directly for thousands of dollars, which could then, you know, hypothetically be resold or used in a game to have a competitive advantage. Now, EA has come out and said that they're investigating and they're going to be punishing any employee that they found doing this. Uh, the items were going to be removed and the players were going to be banned. Here's what they said, quote, The alleged behavior is unacceptable and in no way do we condone granting or purchasing player items in exchange for money. We also appreciate how extremely annoying and frustrating it is that this practice might have come from within EA. We're angry too, end quote. So they went on to explain the reasons some people have even the ability to directly grant content in the first place, which quote-unquote happens all the time. And the biggest reason is that they're returning and replacing any lost content in the game for, like, customer support reasons. They also do giveaways for things like celebrities and partners, or maybe rewards for employees as ways to improve relations with them. Though, of course, none of those things that they give away can usually be traded on the open market. It's usually tied to one account. And it's a giveaway, it's not a exchange. Anyway, this situation has been a pretty big deal in the FIFA world. It even hit, like, mainstream news outlets. Of course, the real shame here is that items aren't directly purchasable in these games in the first place. But obviously, EA is not going to be stopping loot boxes anytime soon unless legislation is implemented. They make way too much money off of it. The NPD Group have released their February 2021 report. They cover US sales metrics for all kinds of verticals in the gaming industry. We like to cover this every month. Here's the highlights. Um, in terms of hardware, the PlayStation 5 has now become the fastest-selling console launch in the United States, and that's based on dollar sales in the first four months of release. So there you go, new record, that's pretty cool. However, that being said, uh, for the month, it was still only number two to the Nintendo Switch, which has now been the best-selling console each month for a record 27 consecutive months. No signs of slowing down on that one. Especially with the reports of a new Switch Pro model being announced this year? That has become a lot more legitimate than the rumors used to be. The video games themselves were largely uneventful besides the new releases. So Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury took the number one spot. Despite Nintendo not sharing digital sales metrics with MPD, they just share physical. So it obviously sold way better than that. And then the other new entries were Persona 5 Strikers at number three and Little Nightmares 2 at number six. I wasn't expecting to see that on the charts. Otherwise, it's the usual titles that you see in the top 20. Call of Duty other Nintendo games, etc. But there you go, that's February. Hey, the most recent Crash Bandicoot game is now available on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. This is Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Uh, if you never got the chance to play it, it has gotten pretty rave reviews ever since it initially released late last year. And Activision have also now announced that the game's going to be available on PC in just two weeks, March 26th. So that's pretty cool as well. Interestingly, the pricing is different depending on what platform you're on. So on Xbox and PlayStation, it's the usual 60 American dollars. But on the Switch and PC, it's $40. Who would have thunk it? Okay, and to wrap us up here, we've got two new DLC announcements that happened over the weekend. Uh, first of all is Immortals Phoenix Rising is now getting its second DLC. It's called Myths of the Eastern Realm, and that comes on March 25th. And this is pretty cool. It moves from Greek mythology to Chinese mythology. 
follows a whole new protagonist, and it introduces a new martial arts fighting style. Obviously, that's also available in the season pass. And then there's uh, Crusader Kings 3, which is getting its first paid DLC, though it is fairly small. It's called the Northern Lords Flavor Pack, and it essentially functions as like the strategy game equivalent of cosmetics, which I guess are just cosmetics, but... You know, Paradox has been making like smaller free updates for the game over the past few months before they get to the first big expansion that the games are so well known for. And that makes sense. They're trying to build up some goodwill, I think. All right, folks, that's everything I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd also like to give a big thank you to Greg for leaving me a five-star review. It's greatly appreciated. And hey, folks, I'll be back tomorrow with the news, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone.